Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here tuning back in for another episode or if it's your first time, welcome. This episode is going to leave you absolutely on the floor with the best bloody tools that you need to see a return on your investment of time in this podcast episode. I'm telling you now and to absolutely honor with integrity, the name and the topic of this podcast, we are going to have a very productive conversation. And why I want to have this conversation is because it is truly a pillar to the success that I see in my quote unquote, most successful clients. Okay. And by that, I mean the clients that have seen more return more frequently in their business. So ultimately that's what productivity is, right? It's like you're getting more return on investment for every input that you make. The things that often impact people from being very, very productive are really the resources that we have, as well as the mindset that we have. Now, I'm not going to go into a mindset conversation today, but just to sort of give a gist where you can go away and sort of explore your own patterns that are hindering your productivity, it's often things that are actually taking more of your energy than they actually need. So things like when you're doing certain tasks in your business, maybe it's writing an email, replying to a message, posting a piece of content, those tasks are taking up more time and likely a lot more energy than they should. And the reasons why this can happen is because of the internalized pressure that we have on ourselves. So whether that's perfectionism, whether that is people pleasing tendencies, whether that's overthinking, self-doubt, etc., which can then create a behavior. So a behavior where you are over-delivering, a behavior where you're actually hesitating before you execute, a behavior where you're procrastinating, which is essentially an extended version of that. So if you're really noticing anything that comes to mind when you have an honest audit with yourself about why you're potentially not productive from a mindset lens, then I would encourage you to identify that one thing and unpack it and then further seek a way to choose differently when that comes up next time. So let's get straight back into the main context of this episode, which I really want to be about the tangible things that you can do to improve your productivity right now by leaning into resources that we have available. Okay. And first and foremost, if you do not have a scheduling system such as a Google calendar, then I don't know what you're absolutely doing, sister. Now, honestly, I don't think anything that I'm about to say is superior. This is all opinion based and this is all based off what I use. And I just want to explain that and preface that. The reasons I love Google Calendar is because it is so user friendly. You can go well into future dates and you can duplicate dates and events that you cannot do on a uh, written diary or a written calendar. I know a few people still prefer writing things down and that's perfect. However, a feature that can be a lot more automated and duplicate things, say, you know, you can repeat an event every week in your Google Calendar just to set up the structure of your day in advance without you having 
having to do anything at all. It can send reminders to other people. There are just so many intertwined features within it. And overall, that's just tech in a nutshell, right? There are intertwined features. You've got AI, you've got automation, you've got ways in which you can create more leverage on the on the system on the software like there are just so many things so of course this is going to be largely a tech-based conversation but we can't go past a simple list and that's my next point is literally just list writing right like you guys have heard these things before you know these things but are you still implementing them are you maximizing their use now with lists It's not just writing down absolutely freaking everything. It's stopping and contemplating before you start your list. It's really like, am I writing a list so I can tick things off and then feel good about myself and have a dopamine hit for a hot second? Or am I thinking about what is actually really important today? What is actually not that important and could be pushed out or delegated? And or really looking at, do I have the skills for these things or do I actually need to stop and acquire other uh, skills, knowledge or tools in order to be able to effectively execute on that thing, right? So very, very intentional with your list creation, even if that is breaking your list down into an order of priority. So priority one, two, and three, that can also be such a great way of creating positive reinforcement once you've swallowed the frog and you've done those priorities. And then you just get to have the other tasks that you take off as a continuous flow of incentivizing ticks off a bloody list because is there anything better? There's absolutely nothing better than ticking things off a list. And this is where creating a new habit loop can be such a powerful tool in creating lists because when you're creating a list and you're ticking things off, you get that reward component. And when we get a reward or a feeling of incentive, it really allows us to ingrain that habit into our system, right? There are positive associations with that task. So with anything that you're trying to do in order to be more productive, ensure that there is some element of reward or incentive there for yourself. The next thing that comes down with this list component, and by the way, you can do this on any platform, whether it's written or whether it is in your phone notes or whether it is in another software like Notion. All of these I actually use for different things and I love them all. But what I find to be that extra little push in terms of squeezing the juice out of this process past the point of prioritizing things is secondly to create a time allocation towards each task. And this has changed the game for me. And whether or not you're familiar with Parkinson's law, which states that a task will take the amount of time that is allocated to it, right? So if you give yourself a day to do something, you're bloody going to complete it in a day. If you give yourself 10 minutes because you got to rush out the door and catch a flight to the airport and you've got to hang your washing out before you go, you're going to get it freaking done. Like we have that capability in us. Why don't we access that more often? And it's not from a state of like toxic urgency. I don't want to say that where you don't have to be in a state of fight or flight at all. It's the duality where it actually gets to be such a positive tool and it's actually leveraging our inner ability to do things productively. But often we don't create a constraint for ourselves 
emphasis on create because sometimes we do need to create a constraint or pressure on ourselves to actually access the part of ourselves that works under fucking pressure, right? And with that, it also takes time to build and strengthen that trait within ourselves as well. So what does that mean? Doing it more often. Now, honest to goodness, it becomes such a game for me if I allocate a little time (laughs) next to every task on my list and then literally try and race myself to match that time. You know, like, like, It is the most entertaining thing. And by the way, I don't need to preface and like give you the duality here, but it's also to acknowledge that you are not compromising the quality of your work, but it is tasks that you need to do that you know you can do quicker and it's not actually going to compromise the quality of your work, right? And it's allocating time to those tasks and trying to match that. And honestly, it can become such a fun game, especially if you work from home by yourself, like have some fun, you know, like have some fun with that activity. And I can assure you, you're going to be so filled with excitement and incentive that you're just going to have so much freaking momentum for the rest of your day. Honestly, the next thing that I really want to speak to is another way that you can leverage time blocks. So with that, it's allocating time to that task, but how can you measure that? So I really love to use desktop timers digitally. So there are some that you can download through the app store on your laptop that really come up and you can have them on your screen or on a monitor, which by the way, I highly suggest investing in a monitor. If you work from a desk, if you work from home, absolute freaking game changing stuff here. Like honestly, you'll never go back to just one screen again. Anyway, I digress. You can invest in or not invest. They're free. They're fully free to download. Um, You can also, of course, use your phone and then you can, of course, get those really, um, physical products that you can get from Amazon. I just have one from Amazon, which is also perfect for setting a timer for yourself. And what you'll notice is when you're setting a timer for yourself, let's say you haven't actually allocated a set time to a task, or let's say you have, right? Let's say you've added, allocated a time, 20 minutes to doing X task. You start doing it. The timer will go off and you think to yourself, well, this is my experience. Oh my goodness. It's already been 20 minutes. Imagine if I didn't set a timer, I would probably not have any sort of way to interrupt my flow and remind me of where the time was for me to be able to regroup and recommit to being productive again, right? Because often we do slow ourselves down or we do that task slowly or we start thinking about other things and all of these things compound to actually not maximizing minute by minute. So when we get that reminder, the time is going off, it's responding to that in a way that it is feedback and it's like, oh, okay, I'm accountable to this now. Like this is so good. It's not coming in a place of stress and overwhelm that you didn't get the task done in time because this is such a common mistake and trap that I see for so many of my clients when they do time blocking and they do use Google Calendar. They feel like a motherfucking victim to their Google Calendar. Well, I'm here to tell you that Google Cal absolutely does not control you. You control you. And if you don't get it done in that time frame, you 
are fine because you've probably done your priority setting in the first place. So you're still going to have enough time in that day to get the priorities done, which is all that really matters. Okay. And then the next thing that I want to actually speak about within timing things is having shorter time blocks because with this, we only have an attention span of 90 minutes of really strong, productive focus. And I read this in Stolen Focus, the book, oh my God, the best book, so good. And it really states that after that time, studies have been done and research to show that after that 90 minute block, we have less capacity or ability to really maintain that level of dedicated focus. So if you're having those time breaks, amazing, that's going to help. But I also think setting smaller time blocks rather than an actual 60 or 90 minute time block can help you to really get back in that accountability when the timer goes off. Like, as I said before, you know, your time gets away from you. 60 if you set a 60 minute timer somewhere along the 60 minutes you're gonna forget you set a timer so come in with more frequent intervals of reinforcing accountability absolute freaking game changer and then the next thing and the final thing that I want to say I feel like that's pretty solid actually no I'm gonna just park that and come back to another thing that I think is going to be great and that's just speaking to the other tools and resources that I use and Google Calendar, of course, I use iPhone notes and I do this because it's a more accessible way to write lists when I'm not at my desk. When I'm at my desk, I sometimes write things down, especially if I'm sort of on a call and I can't get my iPhone window up or something and I just need to write a a quick list. I've got my notepad there. The next feature I use is Siri reminders. So I say, hey, Siri, remind me at X time to do X task and it is a freaking game changer. And honestly, even if it's as simple as, hey, remind me in 10 minutes, because sometimes we can be quite frantic. And honestly, I had a timer go off the other day, a reminder for 10 minutes. And I was like, oh shit, I'm so glad I set that freaking reminder because I actually forgot. <laughs> like I actually started doing something else and I forgot. So it's so accessible to do that again you have Siri likely with you everywhere. The next tool that I use is Notion. I briefly uh, touched on that before. I'm very new to Notion, but equally, I feel like there's a lot on Notion. So much you can do with Notion, but I really, really enjoy the features on there. And I use that for my content scheduling, which is a, a topic for another episode. I also use Trello and I use this with my VA. It's great if you have team or you have contractors or you have other people that you work with or perhaps you have a client that uh, you do work for and you want to sort of uh, space out and plan out all of their work. Trello is such a great place to do that. And then of course, the last place is Google and I use like Google Drive and all of those bits and pieces to keep everything organized. And we also know that productivity is also a byproduct of being organized, right? Because you have created the necessary environment to be productive without wasting time finding things and And then that is pretty much it in terms of productive resources. Of course, there's so many like there's Google lists, Google tasks or Microsoft to do things like that. Uh, There's honestly like so freaking much Asana I haven't used. But yeah, just to throw just some name drop some like productive things. But I hope this is helpful. And the final thing that I want to leave you with and something that you can implement right now is to audit your time. Okay. Audit where it is going. Audit 
the black blank spaces of your day where you're actually just getting lost in daydreaming. You're actually getting lost in picking up your phone and scrolling, you know, just going to check if your washing's nearly done or going to make a cup of tea. Like all of these things, they add up so quickly. But equally, your time audit in more categorically, your social life, your relationships, your health, your fitness, where is your time going different types of relationships and whether or not you actually value allocating that amount of time to that relationship that frequently, right? Or if there are things that are missing and you recognize doing your time audit, oh, I have all this spare time, this blank space, this dead space. I like to call it black space, you know, in your calendar where there's nothing and you just sort of like are just doing meaningless things, starting meaningless conversations with whoever you live with or whatever it may be. Those things accumulate and being honest about those things so that you can allocate them to the categories of which you value, right? Like i.e. your health and fitness. And it's really putting more time into those things. Time auditing, game changer, get very honest with yourself, you might start to see that things are no longer worth as much time that you were previously allocating them. And you may also start to see that you have a lot more spare time than you actually think, especially when you start time blocking and even setting timers, as well as prioritizing those important tasks. So overall, guys, in summary, grasp everything that you need on a tangible level, the physical things that are going to help you. This includes systems, this includes software, tools, resources, whilst also doing that work on where your mindset is slowing you down from being productive and question these things. Now, I hope this episode has allowed you to look at one of three things, anything new that you want to implement into your routine, whether that's doing a time audit, and I highly suggest you do that, whether that is actually recognizing that one of these things have dropped off the bandwagon, maybe you used to use Google Calendar more and you're not using it as frequently. And the third thing is maybe there's something that you have completely neglected and completely forgotten about and things that you really just want to bring back in. It might even be that you thought you were good with procrastination. You thought you'd overcome that, but now something else has crept in. I'd really get curious on why that has come back in because there's always something to uncover there about ourselves. And the most productive thing when we find these things is to go head first at it because avoiding it because we think we're busy and we've got other things to do is actually the least productive thing because it's constantly going to be something that results in us only moving at 50% capacity rather than taking a little detour and a pit stop to uncover why we're doing the behavior so that we can move forward at 80 or 90% of our capacity. And to wrap up this episode, I want you guys to leave feeling empowered. I do not want you to listen to this and move into the victim or move into the shame when you're noticing the areas where you're wasting time. Now, I don't want to normalize the fact that, oh, we're all human. It's going to be fine. Like, you know, you've got time or it's okay to have slow days. I don't necessarily believe in that. I think that's a fucking cop out. And I think we can strengthen our ability to be productive motherfuckers and then normalize that for ourselves. However, 
in the process of doing so, it's important to be compassionate with ourselves and recognize that it's a journey and that it may take time. And it's about finding the tools, resources, and mindsets that are going to best work for us. So I hope this was helpful, guys. Please feel free to leave a review. That always means the world. Thank you always for your support. And I will catch you next week in a new episode. Thank <laughs> you.